All right, guys, welcome back to your favorite sports podcast, All Good Points. I'm your host, as always, Ricky Gray Jr., and I will be joined yet again by my good friend, DeAndre Lynn, as we go over the AFC and the NFC Championship games. Then we're going to move on and talk about the Rams versus the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Now, we're pretty much guaranteed to get a little bit sidetracked, so hang out, relax, kick your feet up, let's get right to it. Remember to rate and review All Good Points on your favorite podcast platform. All right, guys, let's talk Super Bowl. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you again, coming back for his third time, DeAndre Lynn. What's up, big guy? What's up, my man? Back for the trifecta. Trifecta. The dude is on again. I don't, I think it, it just got to sure. be because I, I enjoy talking to you so much. I just keep bringing you back. I'm like, I, I just can't live without you at this point. Man, I finally found somebody that actually knows something about some sports, man. <laughs> I can enjoy a conversation with you. Yeah, somebody that has to, you know, read stats 24-7 and, and shit like that just to just to get his mind right most of the time, yeah. Oh, man, that's the best way to do it, man. Just to, you know, like, that's how I pass the day, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man, just looking at everything. So, you watch any of the games this weekend, or did you set this weekend out? Oh, man, you know I did. I'm always tuning in, brother. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you want to start with? You want to start with Rams and Saints? You good at that? Let's do it, man. All right, so Rams versus Saints. Did that go the way you thought it would? Man, I was I was surprised. I was really surprised that that Breeze didn't hold through. Um, no, sorry about that. I don't know if you heard that, but um, I was actually surprised how it had went. But fall through, he fall through. I believe. Did I predict him in the last episode to win this game? I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. You said. <laughs> I see. I see. No, nah, you know, I mean, um, I thought it was the Saints, but you know, whatever. <laughs> hey man, I, I um, I was surprised. Though. I was really shocked. How'd you feel about that? Uh, no pass interference call. You know, hey, the reps do have a tough job. I mean, it happens. Man, it you happens. are a forgiving man, right there, aren't you? I mean, hey, you. How many times are have people mm-hmm. come up? You know, mm-hmm. saying, "Oh." won this if such and such was called or the refs were one-sided in the game no you're Uh, exactly right though and the the thing was like so just like when it comes to mixed martial arts because i did mixed martial arts for a very very long time but we had talked about that before but like most of the time you don't want to leave anything up to the judges or the ref or you know anybody you don't want to leave it up to anybody if you want to go out there and win a game do not rely on the refs or the judge to you know save you you know, and they had that game going. They were doing pretty good. You know, their their drives though, like just kept stalling out. Like it just seemed like their their drives just were not like catching on. It was strange. It was a really strange game to watch. It was. It was. It wasn't the vintage breeze I was used to seeing, you know, in the playoffs. No, that's what I was thinking too. I was thinking that the whole time. It just it didn't really seem like, you know, he had all that mojo there that he normally does. But it's like, yet again, they lose to, like, a crazy play, like a crazy field goal, crazy long field goal. Or, like, last year, you know, the play with Stephon Diggs, the Minneapolis miracle. Like, they're losing to these plays, but it just seems like the Saints just aren't destined to go back to the big stage. They can't. I mean, it's crazy. It must be a voodoo or something. Like, you know, it must be a voodoo with these magnificent ways if you – 
consider the Minneapolis miracle. I mean, yeah, they're far fetched, but they're happening. No, exactly. Constantly. It's it's so rare for a play like that to happen. And then, like you know, how we talk about you know uh, field goals, people missing field goals twenty four seven. That's a field goal that could easily be missed, but it wasn't. Like Zerline just right through the uprights, right through the uprights, fifty seven yards. And right that through. just, I mean, it just reiterates back to what you said earlier. You can't depend on the reps to call your games. If you're dogging a team out, uh, just a pure blowout, fifty to zero. You know, you have you don't have to rely on a petty call or you know relying on fouls or whatever, whether whatever sport it is. Yeah, no, you're right. I believe that you cannot hold these refs liable for a team's loss. It shouldn't be that close. No, exactly. And I mean, you are playing the Rams. You know, you're going in there playing the Rams, which is a very, very tough team to play. But you're also playing a team that's right. very inexperienced. Like, all of these guys are new. They they haven't been in the league for a long time. In the season. That you have beaten the regular season. Exactly. So it's nothing... Nothing new. Right. It's not anything different than the normal, but it's like, so did you hear about how Sean Payton brought in like the Super Bowl trophy and a whole case full of money and stuff like that? Right. Like, dude. Right. And I love that move. I love it. I love you, it. Okay. So if you, you love that move. I hate that move. Like, like, really? yeah, like, bro, you, you haven't been there since 2009 when I straight up you cheated to get there you wouldn't have beat Minnesota if if anybody found out about the bounty gate beforehand you wouldn't have beat Minnesota you almost didn't beat Minnesota so you're going in there flaunting a Super Bowl trophy and a whole bunch of cash to a whole bunch of guys that obviously aren't humble you know what I mean like preach a little bit of humility in your players like I'm not saying like you you need to have like (laughs) coward players or anything like that but what I'm saying is don't go over there and show them a whole case full of money and a Super Bowl trophy and be like, you need to go out and get this. Like, we're the team that can get it, blah, blah, blah. I get the hype. I understand that. You want to hype your guys up and stuff like that. I understand that. But at the same time, have a little bit of humility because the team that you're going up against, they're not pushovers. You know, they're young cats. They're ready to go. They're ready to make their their statement out there in the Super Bowl, and that's what ended up happening. Regardless of the ref's call, you know, you Sean Payton as a coach just pisses me off so much, like, Oh, I know it. I know <laughs> that dude gets I under mean, my skin so bad. To speak about the bounty gate, like you know, I sent you um, a recent video of the uh, hits on Brett Favre yeah. he took in the in that playoff game, and I was like, "This is fuel to the fire," and and it was. But with him bringing in that trophy and that money, I, I love that move. You have to inspire your team. You have to encourage yeah. them. Give them fire. Give them fuel. And that's what I mean. Hey, if I'm in that locker room and I see a pile of cash, I mean, I'm already a pro player, but right. that just gives me the edge. It gives me the edge and the fight I need to go even further. Right. Uh, now, how they got their trophy is is a bit debatable. Right. And of course, you know, it's a bit shady. But I mean, in reality, they do have that trophy. No, you're right. You're you're very right about that. I tell people all the time, like I would have been rooting for the Saints if you know Sean Payton wasn't the coach there anymore. You know, if Sean Payton was gone, I wouldn't be that much of a like a saint hater. Like my mom is is huge into the Saints. She loves the Saints and stuff like that. So it was funny when the when the Minnesota miracle happened and she was talking a whole bunch of crap, like a little bit before that that play had happened. And then that play happened. (laughs) And I texted her and I was like, 
So you guys want to keep talking or like what's like that? That's the funny thing about Saints that fans. Thanksgiving thing, like it has to be like a war zone, dude. It is it like be. most. It's because it's there's so many different people. Like my one of my older brothers is a Cowboys fan. I have a brother that's a Titan fan. I got a brother that's a Packer fan. Like being from Vegas, you just get to have like a, you get to be whoever you want to be. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, man, you're the balling pot, man. Exactly. Like, so it's the balling pot. <laughs> right. So like you know that play happens, and the thing that I I I get into with Saints fans pretty pretty often is the fact like they're ready to talk so much crap. You know what I mean? Like they're they're always ready to talk crap, and then it's like okay, well you guys can always get into the playoffs, but you don't do shit after. So what does it matter? Like getting to the playoffs right. doesn't matter right. if you don't do anything after it. So what's the point? You couldn't even win an NFC championship this time, you know? So the Rams come in and take that from you. And that's a team that is so young. They really don't have an edge on you. Like me, me thinking like that young of a team going into the NFC championship, they don't have an edge on you. Cause you've been there so many times, you know, like you're, you're seasoned when it comes to the playoffs and then you lose because of a, a technicality or a missed call or whatever. And Sean Payton is just like about to blow his brains out on the sideline. Right. And I'm like, dude, like, did you really think, yeah like did you really think that they were going to save you like you lost you lost the game before this had happened anyways you know but i it's I, I digress you know that that team just it, it really boils my blood but um the other thing that i noticed that was kind of a little bit strange was uh the rushing yard comparison between the two la had 77 yards and new orleans only had 48 so 48 yards on All the right. ground is it's not good. Like you're, it's going to be hard to win a game like that. Cause you're going to have to mostly pass. And of course they have Michael, uh, Michael Thomas, so they can just rely on him to get open because nobody can guard him. But going in, like say they would have actually won and had to go to the Super Bowl, play in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. They would have a hard time with only 48 yards on the ground. Like that's not, that's not something that's easy to do. And, you know, I'm glad you brought up the rushing yards because I believe Todd Gurley at the beginning, at, I mean, at the end of the first quarter, he was, uh, I think he had negative two rushing yeah, yards. Yeah, he ended with 10 yards of rushing. Right. So you're you're a star running back and you're finishing a quarter with negative two yards. Right. I mean, so the rushing game was completely absent in this game entirely on both sides. Yeah, on both sides of it. And that's what I, I wrote down to uh, point out was that one of the biggest problems for them going into this, you know, big Super Bowl, big stage game is Todd Gurley cannot have 10 yards on the ground. Like, you just can't do that. Like, not against the Patriots. They will struggle. If they cannot establish their ground game, they will struggle. And Jared Goff and- gets iffy sometimes, dude. Like, sometimes he throws some he iffy does. passes. He does. And, like, I mean, to go back a game before when they're going against Dallas mm-hmm. and two running backs are having a day crazy in day. one game. Yeah, crazy day. And you flip back to a game like this, it, it's, it's unimaginable. Yeah, you go from two running backs having a ho- over 100 yards rushing to two running backs combining for 77 yards total and one of them only having 10 yards. Like, that's right. that's bad. Like, that's really bad. And you can't have that inconsistency. And that's why I always bring up them being such a young team is you can't have that inconsistency in a game like they're about to play. It does seem like out of the group, Sean McVay is the only one that's really ready for a Super Bowl. Most definitely. And that guy, Most I mean, definitely just is. Coach, he should win coach of the year, like year after year after year. I did. I did oh, like that right. Matt Nagy is going to get it this year, though. I bet you Matt Nagy gets it this year. Oh, I'd be surprised, man. Yeah. I really like I really like McVeigh. I do, I, really I like do. Him. He's so good, man. He's so he's so intelligent. He's just like a 
a very, very superior level of uh, intellect when it comes to, you know, calling plays and, and making sure that Jared gets to the line with 16 seconds to spare so he can he can change the play if he doesn't like the way that the defense looks like. It's a very, very intelligent guy, super, super smart. So as far as the Rams went in this game, do you think that the Rams, like the way they played in this game, they could actually win the Super Bowl? The Rams will get stomped <laughs> if they play that game with the Patriots. They have to come out swinging. I mean, the Rams have to establish their ground game immediately and get to Tom Brady early. Super early, yeah. That's, that's going to be the key to their victory. You get into Tom Brady, and, I mean, you just, you just have to – you got to sack him to get in his head, I believe. Yeah, I think that's uh, one of the I, things with Tom, too, is the more you hit him, the more off his game he gets because he wasn't sacked once in that game against Kansas City. Right, right. So, okay, if you're not out of your comfort zone, I mean, he's just going to be bombing all day. Right. I mean, tossing left and right. He has nothing to worry about. Yeah, and the other thing that I was going to bring up was that um, the Rams had a hard time covering the running backs out of the backfield because Alvin Kamara had 11 receptions for 96 yards. So if you translate that to, you know, the Patriots, they have James White coming out of the backfield, Burkhead coming out of the backfield, Patterson coming out of the backfield. Like, there's so many guys to cover there. And if the Rams were having a problem with, you know, Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, imagine how hard it's going to be for them to cover all of those guys because you still have Edelman and Hogan on the outside. Right. And Gronk. It's I definitely going to be a challenge. <laughs> Big Gronk, man. It's definitely going to be a task. Like, it's going to be a formidable task to cover these receivers and tight ends. Like, I, I have to see how they're going to establish their defense as far as running a zone or sitting back on cover two. You know, are they going to are they going to press at the line? Like, there's so many questions that I'm ready to see happen in this game. No, you're and you're definitely right when it comes to the the questions that are being posed in this game. So, like, w- with what happened, you know, between New Orleans and the Saints, did you hear about them talking about bringing in an instant replay rule for penalties? I haven't. This is new. Yeah, so they're thinking about bringing in an instant replay role for penalties to where, like, maybe a coach can challenge if somebody was, you know, if there was a pass interference call on the player or something like that. Like, they can challenge it, and uh, and they can either, like, reverse it or make it stand like they do with regular challenges. So now with hearing about that, how, how do you feel about that idea? Um. Are they are they planning on integrating this now, like effective immediately, or will it be in the next season? I imagine they're going to do it uh, the next season. Yeah, they. I don't think they can do it right before like the biggest game in the season. Um, so I believe what they're going to do is they're going to like talk about it over the off season, and then maybe if you know it goes over well with the board, um, they're going to uh, enact it in the next season. I, I don't. I mean, it, it's um to replay, you know, a pass interference or something like that mm-hmm. is that could, that could go a lot of ways. Okay, hey, was that a roughing the pass or uh, right? You know, was that really a holding? That could lead to a rabbit hole of, of problems, if you ask me. Yeah, everyone's just slowing the game down. Something. Right. Everyone's gonna want to see a replay of a flag. Right. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I don't. I don't too much like it. I I just have to see how they would actually integrate that into the game. Yeah, but you know, one of the things right that now, they were talking about was having, you know, like, uh, you know how they have two challenge flags right now, right? 
So they were thinking like, okay, well, somebody posed like a kind of like a scenario where they would have three flags to challenge penalties and it'd be a completely different cover uh, color. And my whole thought about that was like, how slow is this game going to get if we do something like that? Like, it seems like it's smarter to just work on the refs than to be like, okay, well, here's three challenge flags and then two more challenge flags to challenge this. So that's five challenges total. And (laughs) like, okay, guys, come on. Like, let's just work on the refs. Let's do a little bit better with the refs and explaining the rules and do it that way. Also, my whole thing just reverts all the way back to don't leave it in their hands. Like, exactly. You know, if you don't leave it in their hands, you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. It's just, you, you get these guys like now the, I don't know if you saw this, but the, the fans are actually suing the NFL. Really? Yeah. For like emotional distress. That was one of them. (laughs) Yeah. Emotional (laughs) distress. And then one of them was a distrust in the league. That was another, that was another lawsuit. It's so stupid. Oh, man, let me just jump on that board. I mean, hey, when my team loses by a field goal, let me just jump on that. That's what you I'm know, saying. That's just right. You know, I want, I want some kind of reparations for Bounty Gate. I, I was demand broken some after that. You know, I, I need that money now. Like, I, my, my account is short. You need to hit me with this money. Like, that, that's right. the kind of stuff that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you get so upset and you get so overworked. You're not playing. You know what I mean? Like, and you and I talk about this all the time is we're not playing. So it does affect us, but it does not affect us to that degree. Yes. It's annoying. Yeah. It's stupid, but I still have to go back to work and and do my normal thing and worry about my day to day life. Just like you do, just like the players, you know, the players have their own stuff to worry about. They're not worried about that game. The game's over. That's it, man. And I mean, they're still going to get paid for it. I mean, it's not like they lose and they're off the team. They're still going to get paid for it. And we're just, they're there to entertain us, and that's it. I mean, it hurts when your team loses, but that makes you a real fan if you're there after they lose. Exactly. You know, that's that's the truth about the the real fan theory. Like we had talked about before is, is like when, when the losses come, and I mean, we experienced that this year. You know, we experienced some losses that we right. shouldn't have had. You know, the, the Green Bay one, the Buffalo one, just uncharacteristic Buffalo. losses, you know, just very uncharacteristic. And it was low times, you know. But at the same time, you and I can sit back and and we can be like, okay, well, let's take a look at some of the better parts of of the season, what happened and, you know, things like that. And it's it's still because with, you know, running the page that, you know, I I put together and things like that, all the pictures, videos, whatever, everybody's always got something negative to say. You know what I mean? Like there's always something negative to say. And I'm like, look, dude, the season's over. And last I checked, you don't play for Minnesota. And if you don't play for Minnesota, right. you shouldn't be that upset. You know, you don't have a stake in the team. You're not an investor. You're not sitting with the board of directors. So relax. Like, just exactly. relax a little bit. There's <laughs> seasons down, that man. are coming up. Well, we haven't won a Super Bowl yet. All right. Well, maybe we never oh, win uh, a Super Bowl. I mean, it might happen, you know, but there's also other teams in the league that haven't won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not alone. No, we're not alone. No, we're definitely not alone. There's a fair amount of teams that haven't won a Super Bowl. You're supposed to enjoy the game. Above anything else, you're supposed to enjoy the game. You're supposed to have fun watching. This is all entertainment. You know what I mean? This is all entertainment for us to watch. So getting that invested in it, and that's what the Saints fans are doing right now. But Saints fans are a lot like Philly fans. You know what I mean? And it's they get so wild and worked up over this crap. And it's like, okay, well, I don't know what you guys are doing in your free time, but maybe actually get a hobby because you shouldn't get this upset about this, you know? 
Right. I mean, good luck to you in court, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I hope you get your money because then that opens up a whole new a- that opens up a whole right. new avenue I mean, that, for that me. Gives me hope, actually, <laughs> so go, gives me a lot of go hope. out there and get that money. All right. So oh, yeah. let's let's talk a little bit about Kansas City and New England. That game you ended up uh, you watched oh. that one all the way through, didn't you? I did. I did. How'd you feel about my boy Patrick? I mean, Patrick, he did his thing, but I mean. Tom Brady just showed his experience. I really thought that Kansas City was going to. I was going to, you know, since you brought up picks earlier, I just want to (laughs) say I did tell you the Pats were going to win that game. You did. You did. (laughs) You let me know that, hey, this is Brady and Belichick territory. Yeah. Like, like, this is their territory, and they they know it. Dude, AFC championship game, AFC playoff games. That you're not. I mean, you can't beat that team. You can barely beat the team in the Super Bowl. Like you get lucky if you beat that team in a Super Bowl. But right, right. I mean, when it when it comes to the AFC Championship games and like you know the regular playoff games and stuff like that, that's not a team that you're gonna just beat like that. And and people, it's so funny because like people said that when they were scheduled to play um, the Chargers, and it was like, oh yeah, the Chargers are gonna beat them. Why? Like, why? Why would you even think that? Like, what? How do you think that the Chargers could actually beat the Patriots? Just like people telling me the Colts were going to beat the Chiefs. And I'm like, are you serious? Like <laughs> the audacity. That's that's, that's the perfect <laughs> word right there. The audacity to tell me that either of those teams can beat the Patriots or the Chiefs. Now, so this was an interesting thing that I actually just looked at today and I wrote it down so I could bring it up. Time of possession, right? New England had 43 minutes and 59 seconds, and Kansas City only had 20 minutes and 53 seconds. That's gnarly. That's so bad. Most definitely. And I knew you were going to bring it up. I know you love time of possessions, man. I love time of possession. (laughs) Love time of possession. So you got 15-minute quarters, right? So they almost had the ball for three quarters. (laughs) That lets you know, and and it shows. It definitely right. shows. Right. And, and, and go ahead. Oh, uh, to look at to look at Kansas City punt yards, I believe they had like over 200 compared to uh the Pats. I believe it was like 75. Right. In the game. Right. And look at that. Like so many punt yards. It shows who's controlling the game. Right. Who actually has the control of the game. The other thing. Uh, New England doubled Kansas City's first downs. Kansas City had 18 first downs. New England had 36. There's just something about that, DeAndre. Those first down stats, that time of possession stats, the total yard stat. New England had 524 yards. Uh, Kansas City only had 290. Like, those stats right there tells you everything. That is the formula to win it. Like, I believe we're, we're formulating some type of formula that can get us a win. You exactly. know, longer time of possession, uh-huh. <laughs> more personnel, <laughs> you know, less point yards. Now, the, the interesting thing that we could talk about here, though, is the fact that even with that little time of possession and those little first downs, KC was right there. Patrick Mahomes gets in. that ball in overtime. There's a chance that Kansas City's going to the Super Bowl and not, not New England. Oh, man, it did have me on the edge of my chair. Like, I, I can't say, oh, about both of these games, they were, man, they were very good. They were, they were good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really enjoyed these games. And sometimes, like, hey, like the weeks before with the blowouts, you're like, eh, you know, right. I'll switch in between the channels. But these games, you didn't want to leave. I can't commend these teams to compete more about there. So 
I'm, I'm going to pitch something to you and you can tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. You know, we got that kind of relationship. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I told my brother today that the day that Tom Brady and Bill, Bill Belichick uh, both walk away from football and, you know, they go and do their respective things. Once they walk away, the AFC is Patrick Mahomes. No doubt about it. No contradiction right. <laughs> whatsoever. I mean, this guy is up and coming. If he remains with the team he has now and maybe add some some mix of, you know, some better defensive players, maybe a linebacker yeah. or defensive end yeah. to, you know, tip them off the scale. Some better corners maybe. Uh, most definitely. It's, it's going to be over with for the AFC. I mean, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is the new juggernaut. That's what, and that's exactly what I was telling him because he was he was bringing up um, Los Angeles. He was bringing up the Chargers, and I told him like Philip is almost gone. Like Philip's career is almost done, you know. Right. And even with that, like I don't really think that the Chargers have a whole lot to go against Kansas City with, especially especially with Patrick Mahomes. And then when they figure out whatever they're going to do with their running back spot, most likely draft a running back this year or pick one up in free agency or something like that. That team. Mm-hmm is just going to get worse. Like they're just going to get harder to beat. Right. I, they have to go in and get another quarterback. I don't even know their backup quarterback. I mean, it's, it's not looking too good for the chargers at the moment. I right. mean, Phillips isn't the youngest quarterback. He's getting up there. Yeah. He's getting so, up there in age. Yeah. And to be zero in, I believe it's zero and eight now against Tom Brady. <laughs> in the playoff, like, hey, it doesn't look like it's gonna happen. Yeah, while Tom Brady's there, so and that's what um, I was explaining to him too was the fact that there are good teams in the AFC. Don't get me wrong, there's good teams, but as long as Tom and Bill are there, you can't do anything. Like you, you're frozen. Like you are frozen, waiting for them to leave before you can do anything. And Tom knows that. That's why. That's why he came out with the uh, "I'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet." Like that's. That's the reason why he says that, because he knows he, he is. Has, he has every right to say it. I mean, the That's guy is the I most said. decorated quarterback. My I brother mean, tried to give me crap over that, too, because, like, I, I, I've told you before, I'm a huge Tom Brady supporter. I don't care what anybody says about deflated balls or shit like that. Like, there's been way yeah, worse I, cheating scandals in the league than a deflated has. fucking ball. You know what I mean? So I was telling him when he said, you know, oh, I can't believe Tom Brady said that. I was like, uh, I can't. He, he is. Like. Who's better than him in the league? Nobody. And that's the thing. I can't even say that. I mean, I'm just a big Tom Brady supporter. I just respect stats. Mm-hmm. I respect the stats that he put up and the achievements that he's that he has. I mean, you can't deny it. No, you can't, you can't dude. You cannot deny that guy has a superior intelligence, superior talent. I mean, he's not the mobile quarterback that can run out of the backfield or anything like that. He's not going to try to, you know, scramble on you or anything like that, but he doesn't have to. Like, that's his thing. He doesn't have to do that. That's and then true. he's got I the mean, best scheme coach ever. That's the best scheme coach working with him. Man, Belichick is a beast. I mean, having those two together and – to think that, okay, put this in perspective. I seen that Sean McVay, he was playing high school football in 2002 when Tom Brady was going against the Rams in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was his first Super Bowl win. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So that shows you like the experience that he has, and I'm ready to see how it's going to clash. I mean, this guy's been, he's been doing this since the head coach was in high school. Right. Right. So. 
I just feel like it's one of those things where it's like uh like a rude awakening for the Rams, like being like, Hey, look, uh you're not ready for this yet. So try again. <laughs> You know, so you're saying that you're saying that the Rams are acres, right? Oh, oh, oh bro, you know I'm taking those pets, bro. Come on, you know, oh, you know man. I gotta take the pets, man. Come on, I'm definitely going underdog. I'm, I'm oh, you're going taking underdog. underdog. You're really gonna take the Rams? Let's go, <laughs> let's go. See, but that's them. that's the cool thing, though. Like, you know, I I respect that taking the Rams. It's not like. It's not like I'd be upset if the Rams won either. You know what I mean? Like that's a, that's another team where it's I do respect that team. So right, right. you know, but and when it comes to you know big stage and stuff like that, I always got to take the Pats. Like that, it just it just feels right. Like even last year when they were playing the Eagles, I was like, bro, there's no way the Eagles are going to win this game. Then the Eagles go on to win the game, and I'm like, all right, well, I was wrong, you know. And it happens, right, right. like you know. But um, so now that now that we talked about who the the big juggernaut in the afc is going to be after you know tom and them are gone what do you think about the nfc who do you think is going to actually like run and and head up the nfc like say let's say like when drew retires like when drew and the saints are are done i mean you may think i'm biased Uh Uh uh-oh i'm gonna go with the vikings okay well now i gotta know why I'm gonna go with the Vikings if they're if they develop their offensive line to help give Kirk Cousins the needed time to make precise passes and you know maybe some deep passes. We could deb- we could definitely be a top tier team in the NFC. Um, okay. I mean, just to think about how well he did on his first year here, mm-hmm. um, it, it's it's nice to me. It's nice to me. It may be biased, but I don't I don't think it's biased because. It's just I don't know, like it's it's hard to explain that. No, because I mean, you're right though, because I mean we've beaten some of the biggest teams in the league. You know what I mean? Like even before right. Kirk got there with Case Keenum, we did beat the Rams bad. It was twenty four to seven. That was that was a bad game for them. You know, so we we okay. have been able to beat some of the best teams in the league. Um, I think this year was one of those years where you kind of have to write it off and be like, yeah, you know, it was his first year with a brand new system. We went through, uh, what, well, we got rid of John D. Filippa. So we, you, we had to switch offensive coordinators towards the end of the year. That's tough. Right. The offensive line, that's not solid yet, but the, the thing still remains like, you know, the whole defense wins championships thing. And we have a defense, we have a nasty defense. That's oh, part definitely. one is done. So, I mean, that just gives you the recipe right there that this team can be great. Now, yeah. I will give it to the Rams that they're doing they're doing good. Mm-hmm. They're doing good, but I want to see them keep that momentum because the Rams can have a good season but yeah. fall off the very next season. No, you're you exactly know? right. Yeah, you they have oh. they have fallen like pretty bad. Even with last year, you know, they got into the playoffs and they lost the first game and they were supposed to win. First game. Yeah. So if you can match your consistency with with how you do the season before, then hey, I might give it to them. But yeah. the time being, we we've constantly came close to this. We we've been in the playoffs. I believe before this year was two times in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, we're just constantly showing up in the playoffs. Yeah, like we're we're constantly inching forward to it, you know. So so how do you feel about Aaron? Do you think Aaron's done? Do you think that that Green Bay Packer legacy is over? I believe Aaron has has come come to the end of his good career. Yep. If that makes sense. Yep. I said. And the same so thing now today. the stats are gonna drop. I yep. mean, I, I don't see it working for him. I am excited to see a new head coach in Green Bay coming from yep. uh, Tennessee. Yeah. So Matt Lafleur. Yeah. 
after this season, if Matt LaFleur can change his game and maybe re reignite Aaron Rodgers, hey, it may not be over, but if he remains the same, it's over. With so that. one of the things that I was explaining to my brother today, because I told him Aaron probably has about two good years left in him. Now, for me, that just feels like a fact. Like, he, you can see it now. You know what I mean? Like, you can see the way that he's playing now, that he's not, he's not himself anymore, you know? Um, you think it was all the money? <laughs> I, I think that was a part of it. Um, but I do yeah, think I the other paycheck. part, he did. I do think the other part was the fact that Mike McCarthy uh, did absolutely nothing to build an offense around him as far as offensive line and skill position players went. Like, he didn't have anybody, you know? And he was constantly getting hit. And now let's just – we can take a look at the NFC North, the guys that he's going to have to play twice, right? We'll just talk about some serious, serious monsters that he has to play twice. He has to play Khalil Mack twice. He has oh, to play – uh, and I, you know what? I almost forgot because he has to play Khalil Mack twice and uh, Akeem Hicks twice. Those are both bear players, both nasty, even with – um. Leonard Floyd, their linebacker, just a nasty Bears defense, right? So then he has to go on to play Daniil Hunter and Everson Griffin twice, along with Anthony Barr, if we re-sign him, Eric Kendricks, like a nasty defense again, Linval Joseph, Sheldon Richardson, like just nasty boys, Harrison Smith, Harrison Smith you know. Then he's got to go and play people like Ezekiel Ansah over at Detroit. He's got to play him twice. Like he's playing some hard-hitting cats. You know, right. and it's not like and I mean, how many times do we sack a quarterback a game? Like, I mean, that we we sacked uh, Matthew Stafford 10 times in one game. It doesn't one take 10 game. times to break Aaron Rodgers. Right, right. You can you can at least get to him five times. I'd say maybe even four. Like and this guy is going to be missing passes. He's going to be well, passes. he's going to be missing passes, but there's a good chance that he doesn't come back out onto the field because his body is so right. messed up for so long. And then it's like, dude, um, if Khalil they give him Mack, whatever they gave him, if they give him whatever they gave him in the uh, Bears oh game, God, oh yeah. no, man, did you I, see that? Yeah, yeah. Gee, I mean, I have a little medical history, you know. I'm a nurse, <laughs> man, and I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Trying to figure out what they're putting in that IV over there. Let me grab some. Of that. <laughs> no, but I mean, if you think about that, like you know, Khalil Mack twice a year, and that goes the same for Kirk Cousins and Matthew Stafford too. You got to answer that. Like you have to have an answer for that. And the and the people that are on our offensive our offensive line right now, they're not the answer to that. You know, and and nobody really has had an answer for Khalil Mack for a very long time, unless you want to double him up. Um, but the the crazy thing about that is, like I was explaining to my brother, was that for so long Aaron was kind of just he was kind of just being pushed out there and being like, okay, you figure it out. You, you make the plays, forget about the offensive line. Don't worry about that. Just make something happen. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Just hope for the best throw a Hail Mary. Exactly. Like, was, I, I believe that's, that was green Bay's mentality. And it, and it's showing now that this guy is taking too much of a beat and his body can't stand these hits. Yeah. I I think he leaves. I think he leaves the, the league with his one Super Bowl ring and that's it. Like, He'll he'll yeah. definitely get into the Hall of Fame. I'll give him that. But Easily. Easily. I think he uh I think he gets his one Super Bowl ring and that's it. But it was funny because uh me and my brother were talking about Tom Brady today and I told him the reason why Tom Brady is as con- or can be as confident and as cocky as he is 
is because he knows that nobody at his current age or level or whatever is ever going to hit that mark. You know what I mean? Drew Brees is never going to hit that. Ben Roethlisberger will never hit that. Eli will never hit that. Aaron won't hit it. Philip won't hit it. Like nobody's going to be able to have those five rings and, and be at that esteem that he is. So he's like, yeah, I'm the best one out there. It's the truth. Now somebody like Patrick could come along and take it, you know, but that's not going to be during Tom's tenure. Yeah. Right. That's not his era. Right. You know, that's like saying, you know, Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson, you know, Mike Tyson came in after Muhammad Ali. True. So, I mean, Hey, if you look at it like that, you got to give it to Tom Brady. Now it's like, funny that you just brought up boxing. How much do you know about boxing? Ooh, I'm I'm here and there on them, but I do like a main event fight. I, I'm talking like old school, you know, like old school boxing. Oh, Sonny Liston and all right, man, okay. So I mean? I mean, it's just I'm planning out future episodes with you. That's all I'm doing right now. I'm just planning out, <laughs> right. planning out future episodes with you. I gotta gauge, I gotta gauge where you're good at, what you what you like, and stuff like that. Because you know, <laughs> football season is coming to a close, so I got a lot of stuff that I gotta work on. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, it's coming to a close, but basketball is still out there. So you know, okay. I love me Thunder some basketball, Rope, I love Thunder me Rope. some hockey. Oh, wait, wait a second, you a Thunder fan? Yes, sir. All the all right. way. So that makes two of us. So we're both Vikings fans. We're right. both Thunder fans. That works. Okay. <laughs> and I've been rocking with them for a long time. I remember the Daquan Cook days, you know, okay. Cephalosha. Man, Tabo. Tabo Cephalosha. Yeah, yeah, man. man. I loved him. Defensive player of the year when he was playing with us, man. Like, oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, Tabo God. was great. Um, So as far as the Super Bowl goes, you're for sure taking the Rams. You don't want to change your mind on that. Not at all. I am sitting with the Rams. This guy, I mean, the backfield, I believe, can hopefully establish this run game. And if they do, it'll be a good day. All right. So I feel like we got to come up with a little wager for this for this one, because we've been we've been going back and forth on a lot of games. So (laughs) so I'm thinking I'm thinking if if the Pats win, you got to set your Instagram cover to a Pats logo. Oh man, you're trying to get me killed out here. <laughs> you're trying to get me killed. I'll just say right, I'll go. set mine to a Rams one for a day. For a day, you know what I mean? Okay. All right. So okay, we, I'm a, yeah, we can't say, shake on it because we're not in person, but you know, I'm, right. I'm shaking. I'm shaking. You know, I'll, I'll do it. I, I'm glad <laughs> to do that. I, I'll do it on my personal Instagram. I'll do it on my personal Instagram. I got. I still got. I think I have you on my personal Instagram, but I'm not sure. But if I don't, I'll handle that today. But um. Yeah, man. So it was it was great to have you on again. Um, like always, it's always a whole lot of fun. Uh, oh, I will be talking oh, to you this. Uh, well, this weekend we got Pro Bowl. So you got any uh, any predictions for the Pro Bowl, AFC, NFC, anything like that? I'm definitely going to be rocking with the NFC. Got to go with the NFC. Oh, yeah, you know, it's oh, always man. NFC. You watching it or are you uh, just going to kind of like let it play and, and see uh, how I it goes? Let it play out, but That's I'm, I'm going to try to tune in. Yeah. But uh, February third, though I'm, I'm the whole game. You're gonna be hearing from me. Ooh, I can't wait, man! <laughs> hey, man, you gonna see that big Rams? Just, everyone just be prepared to see that Rams profile. <laughs> <laughs> All right, big guy. So you want to plug that Instagram again for me? Hey, man, y'all can reach me at I'm Level Ninety Nine on Instagram or follow me on Snapchat. It's Dope. That's oh, dealing man, dope on dude, Dude's pulling up the Snapchat now. All right. Yeah, All right, big yeah, guy. Man, message, man. All right, brother. I will talk to you later on. You have a great rest of your night, all right? Hey, Rick, man, I appreciate you for having me on the show, man. Thank of course, you. man. I'll talk to you later. All right. Sounds good. All right.
Guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to me and my boy DeAndre go back and forth talking AFC Championship, NFC Championship, talking Super Bowl, some of the uh, predictions for next season and things like that. It was a lot of fun. I always enjoy talking to him. Remember to rate and review All Good Points on your favorite podcast platform. Tune in next week. I'll probably be talking a little bit of Pro Bowl action, maybe a little bit of basketball, tossing it around before the Super Bowl. And then, of course, we'll have a uh, finale NFL season episode before we move into our uh, NBA and NHL stuff. Um, so just remember to stay tuned. Follow me on Instagram at All Good Points Podcast. Uh, email me at All Good Points Podcast at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Instagram, talk about DMs, things like that. Talk about uh, features if you want to be a guest or anything like that. You guys just let me know. Have a great weekend. I will talk to you later. I just got a notification saying that the Minnesota Timberwolves beat the Suns. Super happy about that. I will talk to you guys later. Holla back.